was the color of my skin. Now I go cheat because me want to win. Now see the crown and still no know the king. Now I see blessing and no know blessing. Cause if you lose your stand, there comes someone to push you over.
Good morning to all of our listeners on Future FM 98.9 in the Bronx, Westchester, and Mount Vernon. Gotta say good morning also to everyone tuned in, listening online on QMZRadio.com, JohnNoRadio.com, FutureFM.net. Good morning to everyone here with me on Clubhouse. Of course, this is where the conversation happens. It is Thursday, October 13, and we're almost at the close of another week. It's Retro Thursday, hashtag TBT Throwback Thursday. We're playing music from the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s. We're doing it in reggae style today. Thank you so much for joining me for Coffee and Toe World News on the Go. Every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. You can find me on Twitter at Me Media Moments, on Instagram, Moments underscore with underscore me underscore media. And you can also catch me on TikTok, Moments with Me Media. And the me in everything is MI. And you don't understand. Got the headlines coming up for you right after this one. A little rumors from Gregory Isaacs. Keep it locked. And all the youth, them know me and them friends. Rumors, them spreading. Name that I sense in me planting. But I'm an Addy Danny, Naddy juggling. I feel rumors of one. Rumors of one. Don't matter what turn up you in me here. Cause me pants, it no have no tear. Shoes cross, a few hundred up here. And me have money all through the year. Rumors of war. 
think this is one of my favorite Gregory Isaac songs, Rumors Them Spreading. <laughs> Good morning once again to everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. Appreciate you all. And here are the headlines we have coming up for you today. One cup of coffee. In international news, Switzerland proposes $1,000 fines for breaking burqa ban. In news out of North America, outrage erupts at L.A. Council meeting following leaked racist remarks by former President Nuri Martinez. Police say two officers were fatally shot, three wounded in Connecticut. Police are also reporting that the missing Georgia toddler is believed dead. The mom is a suspect. The U.S. will take in some Venezuelans, expel others to Mexico. Alex Jones ordered to pay $965 million for Sandy Hook lies. In business and tech news, Nike cracking down on bots and resellers with new penalties and restrictions. JP Morgan Chase closes Kanye West's bank account. Destinations to visit outside the U.S. and Europe this fall. In the Caribbean corner, we have a lot going on. Antigua and Barbuda Chamber distances itself from Antigua Airways. And Antigua Airways announces date for inaugural flight to Lagos, Nigeria. Guyana asks Facebook and Twitter to remove maps that violate its borders. Turks and Caicos, seven arrested as TCI police launch Operation Anaconda. History-making UK mayor proud of Jamaican roots. Prime Minister gets emotional as he defends a stance on land grabs. NLA issues over 6,000 titles under land registration program. Also out of the Caribbean corner, SCJ Holdings knew of illegal construction in Bernard Lodge. This is according to Jackson. Prime Minister warns that police will pursue persons illegally selling land. Almost 70 years strong, Jamaica thanks Japan for supporting the coffee industry. In news out of Latin America, Dominican Republic cracks down at border amid the Haiti chaos. Thousands wait in Colombian town on trek to reach Darien Gap. And believe it or not, stories a British man who sexually abused his dog for years, convicted of 24 charges, including pedophilia. Jury finds Officer Juan de la Cruz, who fatally shot Pamela Turner, not guilty. In entertainment news, Brandy reportedly hospitalized in LA for possible seizure. And Cynthia Bailey and Mike Hill confirmed split. We're going to have the details of these stories and more coming up after this brief music break. One cup of coffee, then I go. Are you gone? One cup of coffee, then I go. And I don't know, but it's me. I think it's me, but I'm hardly hearing myself um, from my folks on Clubhouse. Can you let me know if you're able to hear me? Because Everything is turned up, but for some reason, hear with, we hear you with no problem. Okay. You're hearing me. With, okay. I don't know what, I know if I'm going deaf then. Oh my gosh. Because <laughs> I can hardly hear myself this morning, but thank you so much. Javette. Appreciate that confirmation. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Here are some Barris Hammond while we 
take a little break and then return with the details starting out with international news. Yeah. Hey little girl, each time you pass my way, I'm tempted to touch. Baby girl, I love him all the diamonds on burn. Oh baby, the dress you wear, your perfume keep me wanting you so much. Lord of mercy, I need the very, very bad. Now I any lover I'm with me warm, you forget, get, get, get. Any lover with me warm, you forget, get, 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 get. Any lover with me warm, you forget, get, get, get. You any lover with me warm, you forget, get, get, get. I could have party Marcia and the one princess. One of them come warm, thick it's off me neck. Come run down, cut the ranking life and direct. And when me come a dance, I say me not take no check. Any lover with me warm, you forget, get, get, get. Any lover with me warm, you forget, get, get, get. Can you watch thing? The girl, them have been crowned me king. Cause any lover with me want, you forget, get, get, get. Say any lover with me want, you forget, get, 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 get. Any lover with me want, you forget, get, get, get. You any lover with me want, you forget, get, get, get. Gotta say good morning once again to all of our listeners tuned in online, listening on futurefm.net. QMZRadio.com and JanoRadio.com. Thank you to everyone listening on the FM dial, Future FM 98.9 in the Bronx, Westchester, and Mount Vernon. I will be with you until the top of the hour. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you to everyone here with me on Clubhouse where the conversation happens. I'm Moments With Me. You're listening to Coffee and Toe World News on the Go every Monday through Friday. 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern. This is where I read the news and we share our views. It is Retro Thursday, hashtag TBT Throwback Thursday. We're playing music from the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s. And now it is time for us to get into the details. We are starting off with international news first up switzerland proposes a ban of one thousand dollars for breaking the burqa ban or i should say a one thousand dollar fine for breaking the burqa ban right let's get into this one because i found the t- headline a little interesting and i'm like oh that sounds weird but 
we're going to figure it out and see what's going on over there in the Swiss, with the Swiss. The Swiss government has sent a draft to draft law to parliament seeking to find people who violate a national ban on face coverings up to 1,000 Swiss francs. The draft law, which was sent on Wednesday, follows last year's referendum on banning face coverings. The proposed ban, also known as the Burka ban, was supported by 51.2% of voters, but was criticized at the time as Islamophobic and sexist. After consultations, the cabinet watered down calls to anchor the ban in the criminal code and fine offenders up to 10,000 Swiss francs. The ban on covering faces aims to ensure public safety and order. Punishment is not the priority, it said in a statement. The initiative to ban facial coverings was launched by the Eager Kinger Committee, a group including politicians of the right-wing Swiss People's Party, which says it organizes resistance against the claims of political Islam in Switzerland. The bill does not name burqas or niqabs, but prohibits people from concealing their faces in public spaces like public transportation, restaurants, or walking in the street, spe specifying that the eyes, nose, and mouth must be visible. For example, a, a Muslim woman may wear a hijab covering her hair, but cannot wear a niqab, a garment that only shows the eyes, or a burqa, a full-body veil that covers the face as well. They are, however, allowed in places of worship. There are exceptions to the law, which include face coverings for reasons of security, climate, or health, meaning people are allowed to wear masks to protect against COVID-19. Huh, that's interesting. So it does sound a little Islamophobic to me. It does sound a little um, going against one's religious beliefs. What's the term for that? Where you're not able to practice your culture. Um, not sure what politics. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. Some, something is off with that. I don't know. I, I don't know if I care for that because I think that's an imposition, meaning others are allowed to practice their religious and cultural beliefs, but be, I'm singled out. Th that's how I feel as though I'm being singled out. I, I agree with you because if you can wear a mask, if a mask is okay, the part that goes over their face is similar to a mask. You're, uh, when we put our mask on, we're not seeing nose, we're not seeing mouth, all we're seeing is eyes. So they're discriminating and they're making laws up just because. Yeah. In my eyes, in my eyes. In our eyes. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Good morning, morning. James. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah. Uh, for me, I think it, it depends on how you look at it. Because I know here in Canada, they're, they're allowed to wear what whatever, you know. But sometimes you wonder, like, how do you identify? Like, when you go to a bank or when you go to a place where ID is needed, 
because you know there are some of them that you can't see anything only the eyes and when you look at it from another point of view like in terms of yeah, I know we spoke about this a couple of weeks ago about you know going in going to Dubai going into the Middle East and and having to adhere to their dress code and and you know we, we talk about respecting their culture if they don't want you to show your body then um, you have to respect their culture and you know we agreed on that that you know out of respect you know ladies don't wear the the, the body rider shorts or all these stuff when you go to Dubai mm-hmm. so I think we we could look at it from that perspective too like um you know them respecting um the the European culture right if, if we right. look at it if if when you go to Dubai um you can't wear short stuff you get in trouble you get arrested it's pretty much the same thing right and if yes. if, if a lot of people are no. If, if a lot of people are going to look at it and say, okay, we have to respect um, the Middle East when we go there and we have to cover our heads. Okay, I'm so um, sorry about that. Go ahead, yeah. Yeah, we could look at it the same way too, right? That's, that, that's, my, that's my view. We, we, we could look at it the same way. We don't, we don't say it's, it's like um, um, going against their freedom of religion and stuff like that because if you're a Christian and you go to, to the Middle East, you have to, you have to adhere to, to their thing that's against your culture right so but james from that point but james their attire has been that way for centuries so what makes it different now just because australia decide they don't want to see it anymore because they can't tell who you switzerland switzerland that doesn't make any sense it's it's different I, I, i totally think it's different I do apologize. I'm trying to fix the technical issues on my end here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but Jivet, what I'm saying is not that they're saying that, okay, you're in your country and you're free to do whatever, but um, the same way, like, we have to adhere uh, when we go to the Middle East, then we could look at it a, 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 as the same. Like, if you're in America, you can you can go out in anything you want, but um, people have been arrested in, in um, Saudi Arabia for wearing like short shorts. People have been arrested. So Because their culture has always mandated not to wear that. A woman has to be covered up depending on her age, right? And her religion. This is just man this is just No, I, I, just, I just think that racism is man made discrimination i think it's discrimination to some degree i have to agree and james listen i totally get what you're saying right because yes when we go to islamic countries or muslim countries we do have to adhere and yes i remember that conversation because i remember javed saying they're gonna have to go get some stuff to cover cover their derrieres right so um but at the same time so i jumped on google switzerland is a predominantly christian country Catholics are the largest denomination, followed by Protestants. Switzerland's uh, religious landscape has changed considerably in the last few decades, all right? Um, They're 5.4% Islam. So not a huge group of them there are Islamic. So why are we going to single out the Islamics 
and tell them they can't cover their faces, but yet you can cover your face if you have COVID. I think something is off there. It's, it's as though you are attacking a sect, a group of people. You see what I'm saying? In a country where there is freedom as far, based on what this says, what, what their um, Wikipedia page is saying, you're free to practice your religion. It's not as though it's a 100% Roman Catholic church or a protest, I mean, I'm sorry, Catholic country or a Protestant country or, you know, one specific and nothing else is allowed. They allow you freedom of religion. So if you're going to allow freedom of religion, you also have to understand what comes with freedom of religion, if I'm right. If, I, if you don't agree, that's fine. But just like here in the US, we practice freedom of religion. You're able to, you know, worship however you choose. So imagine now the US saying, you Muslims and Islams cannot wear your dress, your your you know, your attire. How would how would you feel? And then you're gonna find me. Because my culture dictates that I cannot show my face or I cannot show anything else but my eyes. I've been living here for years. I've been operating this way. Why the change now? What is it now? And I think that's a huge concern. It would be of a huge concern to me if I'm of that faith and that culture. Yeah, I, I don't think it's that simple, though, because like there, there are advantages and disadvantages on both sides you know so like for example if you're a woman and you leave the middle east because you're like i cannot in the middle east i can't fight for equal equal um pay for equal um work output so i'm going to europe or i'm going to america where i stand a better chance i can't be a journalist like even though like that's my passion so i'm going to go to north america i'm going to go to europe so you're leaving a country that you're at disadvantage in some things you can't drive so i want to come to um north america to drive like in canada like most of the a lot well i would say about 25 percent of the school bus drivers um are female like muslim that are covered up um some of them just have the head wrap um there's a few of them it's not a lot but a few of them have on the thing that covers everything that only their eyes can 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 show there's some it's people, called a hijab. It's called a hijab. Yeah, there's some people that I know in Montreal there, there's a problem with it because they're talking about how do I identify you on a driver's license? And to me, that's valid, you know, stuff like that. So all I'm saying is that all these stuff are man-made. The laws that 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 say like when America's Americans or Canadians or Europeans go to the Middle East, they have to cover up man-made. All of these stuff are man-made. So I'm not saying I don't agree with with I don't agree with it. But all I'm saying is that you you can see why why the people would would um think that okay like because they, it's not like they're not saying you can't worship. They say like you can cover your head, but we're not comfortable if only we're only seeing your eyes because we need identification. And you can understand that to some extent. James, can I ask you a question? Sure. Is, is there something 
on your person that you wear every day. And you've worn it every day of your entire life. Is there something on your person um, that you wear pants. every day? Pants. Bottom line, right? Because yeah. you're a man. Pants. Yeah. So what if now you come in Australia and we say, you know what? Men can't wear pants anymore. You can only wear shorts. Then if, if I make the decision... That's, that's what they're saying. If I make the decision to go to Australia, then I'll just have to wear the shorts. If not, then I just don't go. But what if your religion doesn't allow you to wear shorts? Then I just don't go to Australia. I go to a different country that allows me to do it. That, that's the beauty so, of the options, right? There are options. Mm, okay, so I'm going to leave this alone. <laughs> we're, 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 on opposite, we're on opposite sides of this debate. So yes, I'm <laughs> yes, 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 yes. So interestingly, excuse me, <clears throat> excuse me, Switzerland is one of the five countries where, five, where face coverings are banned. France banned the wearing of a full face veil in public in 2011. Denmark, Austria, the Netherlands, and Bulgaria have full or partial bans on face coverings in public. Amnesty International has called the face veil ban a dangerous policy that violates women's rights, including freedom of expression and religion. And I have to agree. And did you said after 2011, after 9-11? In 2011, in 2011. So after 9-11? Yep. That's when all these rules were formed? Yes, yes. I wonder why. It's a, it is an attack on the Muslims and the Islams. That's what it is. I'm sorry. There's no other way for me to look at it. Why are we singling them and them only knowing that they're the ones that cover their faces? It has been going on from Jesus's time, from before Jesus even born. The Middle East, North Africa. Why are we then singling them out and knowing that this is a part of their dress code based on their religious beliefs? It is an attack on them. I'm sorry. It's both discriminatory and it's, uh, it's, uh, oh, good morning. I'm sorry. Pardon good morning. You sound far away. Or is it me? Hold on. Oh, it's your iPhone. Hold on. No, he's low. Thank you, Javet. He, he going to come for me on my iPhone. <laughs> it is discriminatory. It totally is. I'm sorry. Of all the religions, why not say to the Scottish that you, the men cannot wear their kilts if there are any Scottish people that live in Switzerland? Kilts are banned. Why not? If I got up and said, you're living in my country, no kilts allowed because it's a skirt and its skirts are meant to be worn by women only. What am I saying there? Oh, that's a much better example than mine. Thank you, Moments. 
<laughs> go ahead, Chief. <laughs> Good morning, Tasha. Morning, naturalist. Why did we lose you again? You, you, your laughter was loud, but now you gone low again. Get off the Android. Get off the Android. <laughs> No, Chief, we really can't hear you. It's, a, it's that droid life. Yeah, you know, the droid doesn't pair up very well. Oh, even worse. <laughs> yes, I did. Go ahead. We, we, we will listen. We will listen. Can you hear me seriously? Yes, go ahead. You're low, but we can manage. Okay, go ahead. Stay right there. Don't move. Stay right there. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> Don't move. All right. No, I'm being cheated because I love hearing his voice and I can't hear it. Oh, so but, we're oh, being what? cheated. James, can you can you make him know that it's not me a moment's playing with them? <laughs> Chief, it's Javette playing with you, not her and moment. <laughs> But you see, we hear you, we hear you loud and clear, James. Chief, something is wrong with your um your phone. Sorry. Can you guys hear me? Okay. Yes. Okay. So while Chief fixes his phone, news just in breaking news, jury reaches decision and sentence of the Parkland school shooter. Um, just came in on WSVN out of Miami. A jury said Thursday today that it has reached a decision on whether to recommend that Florida school shooter Nicholas Cruz be executed for the 2018 massacre that killed 17 people at Parkland's Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School. The recommendation was not immediately released and came in its second day of deliberations promising an end to a three-month trial that included graphic videos, photos, and testimony from the massacre and its aftermath. Heart-wrenching testimony from victims' family members and a tour of the still-blood-spattered building. The jury's decision must be unanimous if it intends to recommend the death penalty. And if that happens, it will be up to Circuit Judge Elizabeth Scherer to make a final decision. If all jurors cannot agree on recommending death, then Cruz would get life in prison. This decision is expected to be read in court at around 10.30 a.m. So we should have the final say by 10.30 while we're still on air. So I'll keep us all up to date. Okay, Chief, want to take a shot at it again? He said he's going back to Switzerland. <laughs> Chief, come on, talk to us. We want to hear what you got to say. He's probably not hearing us, Javette. On purpose. <laughs> Chief, type it, type it in the chat. Type it in the chat. Yeah. Summarize it. Summarize it. So he says it's his Bluetooth. Okay. All right. His Bluetooth is acting up. Is, is that an Android? 
Oh gosh, we're gonna let these droids hate us. No, 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 no. Okay, he's gonna fix that and come back. But we're gonna continue the conversation because I definitely want to hear what he has to say. But yeah, I see James. I don't want you to think that I don't understand your perspective. I really understand what you're saying as it relates to our having to fall in line when we go to their country. Hence the saying, when in Rome do as the Romans do, right? But I think that in a country where religious freedom is exercised and encouraged, we should be taking their religious um, beliefs and practices into consideration. We haven't told Buddhists they can't practice Buddhism or any aspect of it. We, can't, we, we haven't dictated to any other sect what they cannot do. Right. And I'd have to say, I agree with Amnesty International that the, the, the face veil ban, it is a dangerous policy that violates women's rights. Let them choose if they want to wear it or no. And also, you are violating freedom of expression and religion. And again, it only speaks to a certain group of people that you're going to charge them $1,000 for wearing their veil in public. But it's okay to wear a mask to cover your nose and your mouth for COVID. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, I'm, I'm not disagreeing. I'm just saying that if you if you're going to look at it you have to look at it from both sides because if you are an american multi-billionaire as a woman mm -hmm. and you want to go to the middle east to do business and if you go to the middle east in your comfort level that you're comfortable in being an american citizen you could be fined in the middle east you could you could probably be arrested in the middle east if you decide like if rihanna rihanna go to the middle east Rihanna is a billionaire. She goes to the Middle East and, and Rihanna goes as Rihanna. And she's like, I'm a billionaire. I don't need to adjust to whatever. Is that fair to Rihanna that she have to go to the Middle East and have to cover up her, her face and cover up her? No. So, so that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying because I'm, not, because I'm against it. I'm against Montreal is the only place in Canada that tried to do that. Uh -huh. and, and people are against it. People shut them down. And we, we haven't had any problems with, with as I said, like, the, the, the atmosphere is different here. Like, a lot of um, women that wear the hijab, they, they drive school bus. Nobody um, are uncomfortable with it or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, you know, in Montreal, Montreal is like the Texas of Canada. Like, they're very extreme. So, like, they always try to find a way to push, push the envelope. And, you know, people reject it for the most part. So... You know, like, I'm, I'm against it, but I'm just looking at it from our side. Like, mm -hmm. us going to the Middle East, you know, and, and it's just unfortunate that all of these laws are man-made and it targets predominantly women, you know? So, that, that's, that's, how, that's how I'm looking at it. I'm not saying that I agree with it, but we have to look at it from, from our perspective, too. Okay. Good morning. Good morning, naturalist. I think it makes a big difference that if you're going into somebody's home, so if you're going to the Middle East, go and visit, you're technically going into somebody's home. But if you live in Switzerland, that is your home. So I think it makes that, that's a big distinction. And of course, he's just talking, he's just talking to Muslims, just another, another form of um, uh, hatred. Mm -hmm. And, you know, these countries, you know, into the U.S., they always have to find an enemy. And, you know, if it ain't black, 
is Muslim, and um, unfortunately, that's that's, that's all it is, how it is. Yeah, I could I could see the scene if you're going if you're going to a bank or place that you know for security purposes, but don't it walking down the street, just mind your own business. Yeah, uh, yeah, I land right there. Yeah. It could be similar to anti-Semitism, right? Which is a hostility or a prejudice to against Jewish people, right? Yes. Yeah. It would be like us telling the Jews that we see that walk um to the to their mosques that they can't have the two streams of hair down the side of their face, that they can't wear all black anymore. Can you imagine if we told them you can't wear your black suits anymore? And you can't, you have to trim the, the, those two lengths of hair on either side of your face. Go ahead, Chief. They treat you like Kanye. <laughs> Chief, can you fix your Bluetooth, please? <laughs> we are not hearing it. You're low, low, low. Chief, you just need to talk into your phone. Yeah, because the, the Bluetooth ain't working for you, Chief. Not at all. You sound low, 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 low. <laughs> That's because Chief is already in his man-made bunker. Okay. And he's not getting great service. Okay. All right. Come on, Chief. If you, you got, We need you to join the party, but you got to come to Earth. <laughs> but yeah, um, so... Thank you all for your contribution to that article. Interesting perspectives. Um, you know, but we have to call it what it is. It is an attack on one's religious freedom and it is an attack on one's religious rights. So interestingly enough, um, I pulled this up while James was talking. Um, and I think this is going to support James's argument, right? So, and I have to be fair. 10 etiquette tips you should know when traveling to the Middle East. Um, one, don't argue in the market. So that haggling that we like to do, especially us Caribbean folks, we go back and forth with people. No, we can't do that. Keep a lid on your temper. Self-control. Dress conservatively. Limit your physical contact with others. Be aware of the local laws. Interestingly, though, I will tell you, there is, you don't have to cover your head and your face when going about in the streets. It's when you're going into their mosques and their temples, those that are used as um, tourist attractions, right? Um, use the correct dining etiquette. Don't hand things out to children on the street. Get permission before taking photographs. Respect the local religion. Be respectful of important sites. All right. Um, you're allowed to wear your bathing suits in designated areas. Um, yeah, so. Yeah, there you go. All right, so. Onto stories out of North America. Outrage erupts at an LA council meeting following leaked racist remarks by former president Nuri Martinez. And I'm wondering if this is the same story or it's related to the other one, but we'll see. 
On Tuesday, a crowd of protesters gathered at the Los Angeles City Council chamber to call for the resignation of three members involved in a racist conversation used to describe colleagues as they plotted to protect Latino political strength in council districts. The start of the meeting was delayed due to the shouting by protesters who called for councilman Kevin DeLeon and Gil Cedillo to leave the room. Resign now, the protesters shouted, sometimes adding profanity to the chants, according to PBS. This meeting cannot start. This house is out of order. Get out. At one point, a woman emotionally upset came forward and said what many wanted to say. And I can't read it, of course. Yeah, blank this whole meeting right here because it's illegitimate because the people are shutting it down afterwards. This whole thing is racist. The fact that they have the audacity to sit here in front of the people that they mocked, that they minimized, that they demonized, that they marginalized is unacceptable. The fact that you're trying to continue with business as usual is unacceptable. We are the people and we are the voices that matter in this room. Not yours, De Leon sat with his eyes cast downward as protesters called on him by his name to leave. Other council members asked the crowd to be quiet and allow the meeting to continue and, if necessary, threatened to empty the chamber. Hmm. Former council president and Democrat Nuri Martinez stepped down from the position and apologized on Monday, admitting she was ashamed of her racially offensive language in the leaked year-old recording. Okay, so this indeed is a follow-up to what we spoke about on Monday. Yes, it is. And this morning on the news, it said she resigned. Good. Um, but the only person or the only people she apologized to was her staff. Oh! Not the taxpayers who pay her salary. No, I couldn't get the story fast enough to send it to you. Oh, wow. Wow. So that means she's not remorseful. She is who she is. What was leaked is exactly who she is. What she's sorry about is it getting out there. But she's not sorry about what she said. That's how she feels. She stands ten toes down on it. Well, ma'am, you do not deserve to be in the position. Not at all. It's not your place because you're not there to serve the people. You're there to serve a group, a specific group. So I'm glad she left. I'm glad she left. I'm glad she left. They found other recordings as well. It was crazy. Wow. Good. Weed them out. And here's something I need people to understand. White people are not the only racist people. Racism is in every single race. Let's be clear. Don't think it's reserved just for white folks. Latinos are racist. Blacks are racist. Jews are racist. Muslims are racist. Indians are racist. Asians are racist. So let's just get that out there, right? And here is a clear example of it. 
Go ahead, naturalist. Go right ahead. Um, I have never really um met a black racist. I'm just oh? I'm just be honest. Uh, but I've, <laughs> I've met a lot of Spanish folks who they actually identify themselves as white, um, not as Spanish, and that's one of the reasons why they're not good allies. In in many cases, they're not there with us for the struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, but they but they end up reaping the reward of all the struggle that we end up going through. But in most cases, you know, they're not there toe to toe with us. Yep. Oh yeah, you have black racists. Believe it or not, naturalists, we do. You can't be black and racist. <laughs> Stop trolling. Oh Lord, here he go. <laughs> no, seriously, like if you're black, you're prejudiced, but you can't be racist. Oh really? Yeah. Explain that to me. No, Please the, explain the, the, that the to me. The definition of, of racism is like a, a group of people that have power and, and they wield their power over um, other people. So if, you, if you're not the group with the power, you can't be prejudiced, but you cannot be racist. Yeah, that's the oh. definition. You can't be racist. Just prejudice. It, it's similar. Prejudice is, is, is a bit similar to being racist, but it's just that it's a race of people, a group of people that control the, the, the power, like global power. So that's the difference between racism and prejudice. So we can be prejudiced, but we just can't be racist. We can't so, be can, so, so, let, so let me ask you a question, James. Can Indians be racist towards blacks? Yeah, well, yeah, because they, they, they have power. Like they, they, they make up one point something billion people. So they, they have the power. They can do it. What about because, what, a, what we, about black elites? No, no, because remember that word. Remember that word that I don't like, minority. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not about your wealth. Like you could be like Kanye West, it could be Oprah, you could be wealthy, but because mm-hmm. you're considered to be in the minority, and your racial group does not wield any power, then the whole idea of racism is a is a is a group of people, a race that mm-hmm. controls that controls the world, the world's wealth, and, and they can use their power to shift um, culture, to shift anything. So that's where the racism comes in. But prejudice is, prejudice is pretty much... So, James, question. Racism is the belief that groups of humans possess different behavioral traits corresponding to inherited attributes and can be divided based on the superiority of one race over another. So I can choose to feel I'm superior over another race. Isn't that racism? Are you able to hear me, folks? Yes. Okay, so based on that definition, if I feel that I am superior to another race. Is that not racism? Yes or no? I say yes, but you asked the question to James. Yeah, I'm waiting for James to answer. (laughs) Racism, prejudice, discrimination, or antagonism directed against a people or a person on the basis of their membership to a particular racial or ethnic group. So anyone can be a racist. The thing is, and this is my interpretation of 
where I think James is coming from, right? Is that because it has been for so many decades taught to us that whites are racist and everybody else is just prejudiced. I think that's where the confusion, in my opinion, comes in. So we feel that because we're black, we can be racist. And sad to say, according to the definition, you can be racist if you're black, if you're Indian, if you're Asian, if you're anything other than white. You can be racist. It's not one-sided. It's not just one group of people. It's just that we have been taught that it's this group of people and we have come to um, attach the word to that specific group of people. But the truth is, prejudice, discrimination, or antagonism directed against a person or people on the basis of their membership in a particular racial or ethnic group. The belief that different races possess distinct characteristics, abilities, or qualities, especially so as to distinguish them as inferior or superior. I'm not seeing where it says only whites are <laughs> racist. I'm not seeing that. Anyone can be a racist. All right. Um, but James, you say, oh, black, if you're black, you're not racist, you're prejudiced. Is that what you said? Yep, that's what I said. Okay. <laughs> and, until there's a power swing and, and we control, then that's how it is. Okay. All right. Morning, Otoda. Marlon. Morning, 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 Sula. Morning D block down below. Thank you all so much for being here with us for coffee. Oh, I need to wrap up. Oh my gosh. They probably kicked me off with future FM already. Thank you so much to all our listeners who tuned in on futurefm.net. Future FM 98.9 in the Bronx, Mount Vernon, and Westchester. Ay ay ay. I just can't live without you. Listen, I don't know what's going on this morning. Um my iPad, the volume doesn't want to go up once I'm connected. When I'm disconnected, it works fine. <laughs> I think, Chief, you, you, you did something to my music. Now I'm building my whole wide world around you But baby, here's my request from you Baby, don't take my kindness for weakness Please don't take my sweetness for weakness No, baby, don't take my kindness for weakness No, no, baby Cause our future depends on you And no one else will do Ooh. And every 
Listeners tuned in on QMZRadio.com, JohnnoRadio.com, and thank you to everyone here with me on Clubhouse, where the conversation happens. I'm Moments With Me, and you're listening to Coffee and Toe, World News on the Go, every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. It is Retro Thursday, hashtag TBT Throwback Thursday. We're playing music from the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s. Coming up right after this, Glenn Washington, Kindness for Weakness. We'll continue with news out of North America. No, baby, don't take my sweetness for weakness. Please don't take my kindness for weakness. My sweetness, sweetness, no baby. Don't take my kindness for weakness. No baby, don't take. Let me let me just let me just go at Chief for a second. Chief is here calling my iPad a lie pad. That's why you can't come out of the bunker, Chief. That's why we can't hear you, Chief. <laughs> That's why your Android ain't joining, Chief. <laughs> Don't call my iPad a iPad. <laughs> Chief, it's all you. All you, Chief. You messing up the system with your droid life. <laughs> and then DJ Naturalist will be joining the droid crew. Naturalist, you sure you want to go that route? <laughs> You sure you want to switch from being an Apple to a droid? Really? <laughs> Look at what Chief is going through. It's a hit or miss with Chief. You gonna come for my iPad? <laughs> you you gonna let my iPad live, Chief? Let it live. Let it live. Let it live. Oh my gosh. It's all love, though. It's all love. <laughs> Two officers fatally shot, third wounded in Connecticut. 
Story courtesy of the Associated Press. Two police officers were fatally shot and a third wounded in Connecticut, state police said on Thursday. The officers were shot in Bristol, about 15 miles southwest of Hartford, and the wounded officer was reported to have serious injuries. Additional details, including when the officers were shot and the circumstances of the shooting, were not immediately released. State police said in a news conference that one would be held as soon as possible. We're just asking for thoughts and prayers to be with the families and the officer and all those who have been impacted. The officers were shot during an especially violent week for police in the United States. On Tuesday night in Mississippi, Greenville Police Department Detective Maisha Stewart was killed and several other people were injured by gunfire as she and other officers responded to a call. Early Wednesday, three Philadelphia police officers were shot and wounded at her home and a suspect was killed when a SWAT team tried to arrest a man wanted on a homicide charge. And in Decatur, Illinois, two police officers conducting a traffic stop in a central Illinois city were shot and wounded early Wednesday by a motorist who died after officers returned fire. Also coming from the police, missing Georgia toddler believed dead and the mom is being seen as a suspect. Story courtesy of the Associated Press. A Georgia toddler reported missing by his mother last week is believed to be dead, according to the police, and his mother has been named a suspect in the boy's death. In a tweet late Wednesday, the Chatham County Police Department said, We are saddened to report that CCPD and the FBI have notified Quinton Simon's family that we believe he is deceased. We have named his mother, Leilani Simon, as the prime suspect in his disappearance and death. No arrests have been made and no charges have been filed. Simon told officers on October 5th that her 20-month-old son, Quinton, had been in his playpen before she discovered him missing. Police fanned out across a neighborhood just outside Savannah to search for the toddler, described as last seen wearing a Sesame Street t-shirt and black pants. Hours later, he still had not been found. We're very concerned about him, Hadley told reporters at the time. We're hoping we can find him safe and bring him home to his parents. The police chief said officers had contacted the boy's biological father and did not believe he was involved. Officers also performed a cursory search of the child's home, but didn't find him hiding inside. No Amber Alert was issued for the missing boy, because that would require police to first determine the child had been abducted. They will hold a news conference today to discuss the case. That, that, why, wouldn't you hold, why wouldn't you issue an Amber Alert, though? Because that would require police to first determine the child had been abducted. But what if he was abducted? Why do they feel that the mother is involved? I, I want more information. What was it that led them to come to that determination? That the mother is involved. To make that assumption. They're looking at her as a suspect. Even so... Even if you look at the a family member 
as a suspect, don't you still issue an Amber Alert? And I'm asking the question because, for example, well, I'm not sure what the whole process is, but I've seen down here in Florida, um, Amber Alerts are issued and you'll see um, possible suspect is probably the father or the mother or the grandmother, you know, usually a family member involved, right? Why didn't they do the same, you know, just issue an Amber Alert? What if the child was abducted? I don't know. Not sure. Not sure how it works, but hey. Um, our next story out of the U.S. The U.S. will take in some Venezuelans and expel others to Mexico. Hmm. Let's get into this one. Thanks to the Associated Press, the Biden administration agreed to accept up to 24,000 Venezuelan migrants at U.S. airports, similar to how Ukrainians have been admitted since Russia's invasion. While Mexico has agreed to take back Venezuelans who come to the U.S. illegally over land, the U.S. and Mexico said on Wednesday, effective immediately, Venezuelans who walk or swim across the border will be immediately returned to Mexico under a pandemic rule known as Title 42 Authority, which suspends rights to seek asylum under U.S. and international law on grounds of preventing the spread of COVID-19. Any Venezuelan who illegally enters Mexico or Panama after Wednesday will also be ineligible to come to the U.S. under the offer. The U.S. offer of parole for up to 24,000 Venezuelans is modeled on a similar program for Ukrainians who fled Russia's invasion and will hinge on Mexico keeping in place its independent but parallel effort to take back Venezuelans who come illegally, the Department of Homeland Security said. The moves are a response to a dramatic increase in migration from Venezuela, which leapfrogged over Guatemala and Honduras in August to become the second largest nationality arriving at the U.S. border after Mexico. Hmm. Does this have anything to do with the oil? I'm just wondering, because yesterday we spoke about, um, <laughs> oh boy, um, what was the story again? You know what, let me go back to, because this, this is so interesting to me. Uh, yesterday was the 12th, right? L let me go back to that story, because I'm finding this a little suspicious that, all of a sudden now you're going to take in 25,000. Okay, so the, the headline yesterday was U.S. could ease Venezuela sanctions, allow Chevron to pump oil, according to the Wall Street Journal. Hmm. Does this have anything to do with that? Is there a relation? Is there a connection? <laughs> uh, 
I don't know. But of course. They really think we're dumb, right? They really think we're dumb. That we're not able to put the pieces of the puzzle together no matter how many pieces are in that puzzle. We'll figure it out. You know, we start with the border. We, we, they always tell you, find the edges, put the edges together, and then start putting pieces from there. You know, look for colors that match shades, that match shapes, and work from there. Probably from one corner. <laughs> Morning, C-Magic. Welcome. Yeah, so we're we, we, we not having no sense. Are we are idiot. Are we are the buffoon them, right? How, how long ago was it, James? James, your head is better than mine. How long ago was it that we had the tango with Venezuela and um, the U.S. with them releasing prisoners? Huh? Wasn't it how many months back? A few months back? And we felt that there was more to come. And everything happened when? Right after the Ukraine invaded i'm sorry after russia invaded ukraine right venezuela has what we need right oil the power of oil can you imagine if haiti found oil today <laughs> imagine if haiti found oil today power of resources huh so you're gonna let in 25,000 but of course they're being slick with it they're being slick take note if you show up at the border swimming across swimming across or walking walking across you will not be allowed in you're gonna be returned but if you make it in another way by air you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> oh boy. So um what about the Guatemalans and Nicaraguans? They oh they don't have any oil. Okay, got it. What do they have? What do they have in those countries? What are their resources that we need? Oh, they don't have any. Okay. Got it. Oh boy. Put the pieces of the puzzle together. Alex Jones ordered to pay $965 million for Sandy Hook lies. So I keep seeing him coming up in the news, but who is he really? I don't know. Jurors ordered conspiracy theorist Alex Jones on Wednesday to pay nearly $1 billion to Sandy Hook Elementary School shooting victims, relatives, and an FBI agent who said he turned their loss and trauma into years of torment by promoting the lie that the rampage was a hoax. The $965 million verdict is the second big judgment against the InfoWars host for spreading the myth that the deadliest school shooting in the U.S. history never happened and that the grieving families seen in news coverage were actors hired as part of a plot to take away people's guns. 
The verdict came in a defamation lawsuit filed by some of the families of 26 people who were killed in the 2012 shooting, plus an FBI agent who was among the first responders. A Texas jury in August awarded nearly $50 million to the parents of another slain child. Robbie Parker, who lost his six-year-old daughter, Emily, said outside the Connecticut court that he was proud that we were able to accomplish what we did just to simply tell the truth. Shouldn't be this hard. Shouldn't be scary. Jones was not at court, but reacted on his Infowars show. As courtroom video showed the jury awards being read out, Jones said that he himself had never mentioned the plaintiff's names. All made up. Hilarious, he said. So this is what a show trial looks like. I mean, this is the left completely out of control. Today is a very, very, very dark day for freedom of speech. Why does that line sound like we've heard it before? <laughs> is that the line that they all use? Just asking. Second, naturalist, no, you did not. Javet, did you see? Chat the chat, Javet. Uh -uh. Oh, I'm driving. Oh, you're driving. Oh, let me read it for you. Let me read it for you, Javet. My Android Pixel 7 Pro comes today, so we will be in a class by ourselves. iPhone junkies, no need to reply. <sighs> you know what, Javet? We're going to do what Michelle Obama said. When they go low, we're going to go high. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to entertain them. Yeah, we're not going to do that. You know, we're, we're going to go high. We're above that, right, Javette? We won't be able to hear them anyway, so. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, why even bother? Yeah. Yeah, you know. You know, at this point, they're wannabes, right, Javette? <laughs> with all the smoke <laughs> don't come for us oh, leave us iPhoneers alone right leave us alone <laughs> I am dead in dead in I can't wait for you to get it naturalist because I can't wait for you to be <laughs> remorseful I can't wait for naturalists to say, boy, I'm gonna know what is Smigo doing now. I think I heard that one takes really good pictures. That's about it. <laughs> so is that why you got it, naturalist, just for the photos? Okay, you know what? Let, let me leave naturalists alone. Let's not be bullies, Javette. We're not gonna be bullies. <laughs> so Back to this moment, you're, you're, you guys are not, not worth my time. <laughs> Wait, I didn't even hear him. What? <laughs> he said at this moment, we are not even worth his time. <laughs> Pettyville? Oh, gosh. They're living on Pettyville Street. <laughs> an android world <laughs> don't get rid of that <laughs> oh that's a good one i like that one moments 
don't get rid of that iPhone. Don't get rid of it, naturally. You better put it to the side. You may have to draw feet again. But yes, back to this man here, um, Alex Jones. So let me ask a question. If you have been ordered to pay $965 million and you do not have it, what happens? What happens to you at that point? If you are ordered to pay $965 million and you don't have it, what happens? I'm curious to know. Did you see where the girl that, um, why am I calling her a girl? The lady, the woman that um, Cardi B won the case against, she packed up and left the U.S. So there's no money to be had from her. But I'm just wondering, for Alex Jones, if he can't pay that 965, what's going to happen to him? Well, it's time for us to take another quick break. When we return, we have business and tech news. Here is a little shower. You know, let me not do the singing. And I do apologize. I'm not sure why the music is so low today. I got, when I disconnected everything, it was working fine. But when I'm connected it doesn't want to work today it's the droid folks in particular chief Shining so bright, it's 
Listeners logged on to the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com. Thank you to everyone listening online on JohnOradio.com. And of course, I got to give a big thank you to everyone here with me on Clubhouse. This is where the conversation happens. I'm Moments with me. You're listening to Coffee and Toe World News on the Go every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern. This is where I read the news and we share our views. It is Retro Thursday. Hashtag TBT Throwback Thursday. Playing music from the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s. Right after this Garnet Silk, it is business and tech news. Shining so bright, it's growing. Only love can set us free. Love is the answer. I know. Whoa, it's growing. It's showing. It's growing. Ah, it's growing. It's love inside of me. Shining so bright, it's growing. This love of mine, yes, it is showing. Just can't hide. So long we've been together, can't keep you to myself. Got to share you with another, got to share you with someone else. It's growing. Love inside of me Oh, and it's showing Shining so bright It's growing This love of mine Yes, and it's showing Just can't hide Come on, my brothers and sisters And now it is time for Business and Tech News Okay, Mama Mia, you be quiet for a second. <clears throat> I'm sorry. I'm here cracking up. You see, when people send me text messages while I'm doing the show, I can't, and they're funny. I'm sorry. I have to apologize. I'm trying to learn to keep a straight face, but one day I'll get it. So Nike is cracking down on bots and resellers with new penalties and restrictions. Story courtesy of Baller Alert. Nike is taking on resellers with new penalties in its e-commerce terms of sale. This month, Nike made amendments to its terms of sale policy with updated rules centered on tackling bots and individuals who purchase items just to resell them. 
If Nike determines that a purchase or order is intended for resale, Nike reserves the right in its sole discretion and as it relates to such purchase or order to one, suspend the application of any Nike policy that provides a right or benefit intended for direct-to-consumer purchases and two, take any action to hinder such purchase or order and deter future purchases or orders, including without limitation, to restrict sales to any consumer, consumer account or member account, cancel orders, charge restocking fees, impose purchase quantity limits, decline to issue refunds or take returns, deny access to any Nike store and or suspend or close any account. While the company has always had the ability to cancel orders or end accounts that are suspected to be used by resellers, Nike is now looking to charge bots and resellers with restocking fees. Limit the number of items that can be purchased, among other new restrictions, including the right to cancel orders. Hmm? Um, does that sound counterproductive for Nike? In my, or is it just me thinking like that? I don't know. And here's, here's my angle. So, you know, sometimes you see on social media where people refix and I'm putting refix in quotations, um, air force ones, for example, where they break them down and they customize them for people, right? Cause people want custom sneakers and <clears throat> excuse me. They're not getting everything that they want when they see, go to the store. Everybody wants to have the most unique sneaker. So they purchase the sneaker, turn around, and customize it per their, their customer's request. And of course, they're not going to customize it without wanting to make a profit. So I, I'm not sure I'm understanding what the real issue is. How is it going to affect those people? Um, I got a friend that is a Pierre Jordan collector. Yesterday, he was like, naturalist, how much money do you think I have on my feet? I was like, eh, I was like, eh, $600. He had up here in Nike that valued $61,000. So they're not talking about those who are, you know, buying their shoes and customizing it. They're talking about those who buy the Air Jordans and then turn around and uh, resell them uh, for a high price. Um, but um, he, he he sold like 13 pieces of Jordan on finance the entire wedding. But he's a real collector. The kind of money he spent for sneakers, I would never spend for their sneakers. But he's a collector. So I think that's those that, who they are targeting because I think next year is a special period. Jordan, year Jordan's coming out. And people are um, planning how to get their hands on it because it's going to be a limited amount that goes to each um, store. And you can't reserve it like back in back in the days. You could actually reserve it. Now you have to go there and stand in line and first come first serve. So that's what we're trying to track down on. My knowledge of your Jordan, right there. Oh, okay, but um, but let me ask you a question, Natras. How is that different from someone who collects Cartier watches or Rolex watches, right? Um and then resells them at a higher price. How is that any different? Or someone who buys a Bentley or Rolls Royce and turns around, holds on to it for a little while, and then sells it at a much higher price. If there's a demand for it, 
Why not fill the demand? I, I, I'm not sure. I'm, I it, still it, don't it, get I it. I don't think it makes make it different. I just think that because the sneakers, when it just comes out, it probably costs you, say, $1,000 or $600. And then you just wrap up around and, and go sell it like an hour later for $3,000. I think that's the way they're looking at it because they're not coming out and selling sneakers for like the high price right out the gate. It's just that these things, they're valid shoots up almost instantly once you, you, you buy them in the store. As far as I know, will it be for people who um who are like buying six pack or like twelve pairs of the same shoe, and then someone like me or you who just want to buy one pair, but they're all sold out already? Could it be something like that? Because like I've never stood in line for shoes; like nothing is that important for me. Me worse. Um, that could be too. I'm just trying to understand though. Um. But you do have some people who will buy 24 pairs of one style for themselves alone. Because, for example, a white Air Force One, as soon as it gets scuffed, they don't wear it again. That's it. They're done with it. And they move on to the next one. You have people who actually do that, who can afford to do that, right? Um, I don't know. I just look at it as um, preventing people from being able to make money. That's how I look at it. I, I, I don't know. You're gonna, if Nike determines that a purchase or order is re intended for resale, Nike reserves rights. So meaning if you have a store, <clears throat> excuse me, of course, you're going to go through the proper channels. Let's say you have a store back in Jamaica and you want to buy, <clears throat> excuse me, Nike's to sell there. Of course, you go through a business account and you can establish that it is for resale for a business. But how do you really differentiate? Because someone can still use a business license and I don't know. This, they said bots in the article. So they mean people who are buying thousands and thousands and thousands. I, I think that's what they mean. Oh, that's what bots do? Oh, yeah, yeah, a bot, like someone who has a bot, they're like, someone, okay. Imagine someone on, on who's popular on Instagram and you see they have a thousand likes on all and everything they post, but they only have 15 comments. That's somebody with bots. Because for, for me, most of the time when I like something or one of my people who I post who post things and I like it, I may often go and say something too. It's not just a like, 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 like. They're gonna be a comment. And that's a person with bots and, and people do that too. They deploy their bots to make purchases. They deploy their bots to do all kind of things. So I, I see, I can see it, but I am not a business person who sells items. So I don't, I'm coming in from a different angle than you are. Cause like you're going to buy a thousand of this type of t-shirt cause you're going to produce them. Right. Then I'm going to go a different example. I wouldn't do that. If I want a t-shirt, I'm going to buy one single one and I'm going to try to draw a design on it. That's what I mean. So that's how I'm thinking now. But I'm going to shut up now because I don't really know. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's see. So JP Morgan Chase closes Kanye West's bank account. Looks like things are continuing to go downhill for Kanye West after his anti-Semitic comments and other social media antics. Those actions has resulted in Yee having to find another bank for his Yeezy brand. 
Earlier Wednesday, Candace Owens took to her Twitter to announce the news of J.P. Morgan Chase cutting ties with Kanye West. Owens tweeted, Earlier today, I learned that Kanye West was officially kicked out of J.P. Morgan Chase Bank. I was told there was no official reason given, but they sent this letter as well to confirm that he has until late November to find another place for the Yeezy Empire to bank. According to the letter Owens posted, Kanye has until November 21 to find another banking institution for his brand. Kanye has yet to respond to the closing of his account. So let me read the letter for you. Um, Dare ye, and they've scratched out something else. We're sending this letter to confirm our recent discussion with blank that JP Morgan Chase Bank has decided to end its banking relationship with Yeezy LLC and its affiliated entities, collectively the company. To provide the company with sufficient time to transition to another financial institution, we will continue to maintain the accounts attached as Exhibit A, including all related products and services until November 21, 2022. To avoid any transaction delays, we suggest that you stop processing company transactions and or using any products associated with the accounts five business days before the scheduled closure date set forth above. After that date, the bank will close any open accounts and after deduction of any permissible service charges and pending transactions, remit all remaining funds in the form of a check delivered to the company at the address of record. We ask that you act promptly. Please transfer. No, we ask that you act promptly. Transfer your business to another financial institution before November 21, 2022. If you have any questions or comments, please feel free to call your usual banking contact. Thank you for your attention to this matter. Sincerely, J.P. Morgan Chase Bank. All right, then. <laughs> Woo, child, it's getting sticky for Kanye. I'm not a Kanye fan, and I happen to use Chase Bank. But, you know, did he, did he, violate, did he violate some kind of, um, some kind of uh, banking principles or banking rules that they, that they had? Uh, this, don't, this don't sound uh, fair to me, unless they can show me the rules and regulations that, that he violated to just uh, close your account arbitrarily like that. Nah, because of his anti-Semitic rants, he's been attacking, going off on the Jews. He's, so he's, he's been anti-black. So I look at I look at him like that. If you could be anti-black, why can't you be anti-white? I think I can get away with it. Also, I know the kind of world we're living in, but that's that's how I'm looking at. It. But I was trying to find your bank for Chase anyway. So so let me ask you a question, Nachos. Who owns Chase Bank? Is it owned by the Jews? I have no idea who owns it. Because if it's owned I, I by the see, Jews... I, I what's on my mind. No, don't, 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 no, don't, don't, don't. <laughs> Here's the thing. If it's owned by the Jews and he's being anti-Semitic, guess what they're going to do? They don't want you business. And that is where... Why haven't the blacks canceled Kanye? Because he's anti-black. Why hasn't he canceled them? Why haven't they canceled him? I think. Because most most black don't really buy its product. They're ugly and they're expensive. <laughs> <laughs>
So, of course, you know, I am on Google trying to find out who owns JP Morgan Chase. Yep. Okay, let's go. JP Morgan Chase. Doing business as Chase Bank or often as Chase is an American national bank headquartered in NYC. That constitute no no, I want to get to the bottom of it. Number of employees, assets for trillion, parent company. Okay, let's go here. Okay, so click on that. Who is this man? Who owns JP Morgan? No, that's not what I want. I'm here. <laughs> wow. <laughs> ah why do I have a feeling they are Jews? And if you don't like let, let me be honest. If you don't like, if I have a bank and you don't like me, I don't need your money. Go somewhere else. That's me. Me. Is JP Morgan privately owned? Um, no, they're owned by shareholders. Okay. So it's now who started. That's where we have to go. Hmm. Troy Roarbar. Baugh. R-O-H-R-B-A-U-G-H. Is that a Jewish last name? Hmm. Okay, so we're going to capture this. Now we're going to go here, paste that there, and let's see who you are. Don't mess with them Jews. That's what it is, naturalists. That's what it is. You have your money there and you're cursing them at the same time. You 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 express it. You're spewing hate. Um, yeah. Them say when you have your land, your hand in a land most you have to take time dry it out, right? So there are many other banks I'm sure that will take his money. What's the name of that black bank? What? But then again, I wouldn't want his money anyway. Sorry. I would what not. Say, what did he say? Um, that was anti-Semitic. Okay, now I have to go back and do some dumpster diving for that one. I'll soon pull that one up. So Troy Warbaugh is head of J.P. Morgan Chase. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Okay, so Kanye West, K-A-N, oh, Y-E, West, uh, anti-Semitic, hold on, I can't even spell you, I know. <laughs> we rant, let's see what we got. Twitter and Instagram remove anti-Semitic post by Kanye West. Let's see if they have a quotation of it here. Though the tweet is no longer visible on his account, screenshots shared widely on social media showed that Yee said he would go DEFCON 3 on Jewish people, an apparent reference to DEFCON, the U.S. military defense readiness system. In the tweet, he used anti-Semitic tropes and said he could not be anti-Semitic because black people are actually Jew also. Yeah, there we go. 
That's it, Kalisha. Wait, is he Israel, Israelite now? What's going on? No, but <laughs> I mean, I have mixed views on it. Um, okay, so they go in the death corner or whatever he says. That's clearly crazy. Um, when it is directed at anybody or any particular group of people, that's wild. Um, but saying black people are Jews, so that's not a lie. Black people, there are black Jews. I mean, isn't that how is that anti-Semitic? It is in, it is a fact. Whoopi Goldberg is a Jew. It's a famous one that we know. There are other black people that we don't know who are Jews. So I don't get that. <laughs> I get a problem with it. Um, outside of that, it's a a power play. It's a power play because people have to tell you, oh, the business is separate. Our companies are separate from the individuals and the persons. Um, it is something that people shy away from and tiptoe around. You can never, ever, and I'm not justifying Kanye's behavior because Kanye is a wild, it's a, just a loose cannon, that ticking time bomb that was waiting to explode. But outside of Kanye, people tend to tiptoe around anything that is Jewish because of the repercussions. It's like Jews cannot be criticized at all. And if we're going to be honest, it is one of the reasons why they're over there bombing the hell out of Palestine and nobody's saying anything. Nobody can say anything to them, even though what they're doing is wrong. I mean, was he wrong? Yes. He's glad somebody finally gets him to shut the hell up. But the reality is, if they can do it to him, there's going to be a trickle down to everybody else after this. You dare not say anything that offend a Jewish person because your account can be closed and you'll be kicked from social media and your business will be closed. It's it's the start of something that is not good. Look. It's not a good look. It's just my opinion, though. All right. Thank you, Kalisha. So in Judaism, the concept of the Jews as the chosen people is the belief that the Jews via descent from the ancient Israelites are the chosen people. That is, selected to be in covenant with God. Hence, that's it. If you notice in the state no, of Florida. But, oh, hold on. Here, hold on. Thing. Hmm? In my little, little reading over the years, they might block me from clubhouse. <laughs> the Jews are white people. They're not. Regular Caucasian people, yes. <laughs> it's a religious belief. And they went to Israel as refugees when he was murdering them. And they have since taken over the Palestinian land. That is a fact. Israel wasn't even, it wasn't even identified, particularly as a country, until a few years ago. And when Donald Trump came in and they moved the embassy and all of that, that solidified it. That is a fact. They're rewriting history. And I'm not disputing their claim fully in whatever, because I don't care enough. Mm -hmm. But <laughs> I'm just saying... They, we cannot deny the fact that they are financially powerful. And because of that, they do power plays to silence other people, which is why no country has spoken out. This is why when I saw, it's going to sound bad, but hear me out. <laughs> when I saw people talking about, oh my God, we stand with Ukraine. I'm like, listen, first of all, that's white people's fight. I'm black. I've been fighting all my life from <laughs> the day I was born. I am, I'm, I'm, white people are destructive. That's what they do. So Russia turned by Ukraine. That's white people fight. I'm not saying it's okay. Everybody wants us to pray for Ukraine, but nobody ever said, let's pray for Palestine when Israel is bombing the hell out of them. Nowhere on social media, you see that? 
no new station not running with it and if anybody speak on it they try to do it in a politically correct way Kelisha, stick want... up in who you think owned the new stations the jews okay i know so that's what i'm saying they they they, they, they hold certain places positions and i can't knock them in because you have to be strategic to get what you want but i'm saying people cannot hide your heads in the ground and pretend like it is not happening you know what i mean it is happening but hey you have the money of the poor and sure as hell the jews have it so so if you go to deuteronomy 7 verses 4 to 7 it says According to Deuteronomy, when the Lord delivers the Israelites to the land, the other nations will be cast out. And thou shalt make no covenant with them, nor show mercy unto them. The Bible also tells you that there is going to be war till the end of time in that region. And I think people choose to hold on to the Bible when it suits them and the words that are inscribed when it suits them. And I think, and I'm not condoning what is happening, but that's the only explanation I could have, I can have. Here in Florida, well, I can speak for South Florida. Teacher planning day, it's not really teacher planning day. The schools have to close, but them can't call it um, Jewish, um, what do you call it, holiday or whatever. Ju Jewish religious um, day or whatever it is. But whenever there is a Jewish holiday, and that's how I'm going to reference it, schools are closed in Florida and they're called teacher planning days. I'm not sure how it is up there in New York, but their power is alarmingly great. Is it that the world reveres them as God's chosen people. Hence, they are allowed to do whatever they see fit and they're not interfered with. They're not stopped. They're held in high esteem. Could it be then why the whites who ran there and took on the, you know, the, the identity of being a Jew, could that be the reason why they did that? Because they wanted to be seen as God's chosen people and pushed out because the truth is, based on the, uh, well, my, in my opinion, based on the geographical location of the country or the region, um, Jews would not be white. They would not be white people. They're not. But they took it on to protect themselves and to benefit from whatever religious belief has been passed down through the generations. I don't know if I'm making sense. I think you are, and I think that's what many people have been saying. But again, you cannot have a discussion which seemingly criticizes them because now it's anti-Semitic. Everybody mm -hmm. firm in, it, in, in in an improper context, just like everybody. Oh my God, you said this about a black person, so you're racist. And you're just like, it's actually not. <laughs> it can be called. <laughs> not like by definition it's not racist you know so people just throw the term you can't criticize anybody because you're anti something and that makes having discussions important discussions so difficult because you know everybody's tiptoeing and walking on eggshells because you don't want to offend anybody and it's just crazy <laughs> oh boy um 
Here's what I will say to Kanye. Why don't you go start a bank? Please, no. No. <laughs> don't start that. <laughs> I beg you, don't. Okay? That man don't everything and everything is just a bad. Just don't. Don't say that. Mm-mm. Don't. <laughs> that man started a school and out here asking parents to sign a non-disclosure agreement to send their children to that school. You hear me? An NDA? Yes. What, 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 what are you, what's so secretive there that you exactly. have to have them and sign an I NDA? See, I said, sign it and send them, but I promise you 10 years from now, we're going to look at next, see a Netflix documentary escaping Dunder Academy or something like that because why do you get <laughs> an Young children. <laughs> oh, Lord, have mercy. Well, anybody who wants to exit JP Morgan Chase, please do so. They have kicked Kanye to the curb. They don't want his money. He has until November 21st to, um, well, even if he doesn't, they will be closing his accounts and they will be cutting a check and sending it over to the address of record on file for the company they want no parts of him remember i always say this freedom of speech does not exist i keep telling y'all but y'all ain't listening everything that we say is censored everything we do is critiqued who does freedom truly exist for and what is freedom really what is it have you really experienced freedom you may be given allowances depending on your race sex religious belief gender sexual orientation you may be given allowances based on those things but freedom in its true sense does not exist there's a repercussion (laughs) there are always going to be repercussions he who has the money has the power his billion can't compare to for them trillions. My father taught me that a long time ago. He who has the money has the power. It's the law of the land. Anywhere you go in the world, not just here in the U.S., it's in every single country. Whether you want to believe it or not. And that is why people say, let me get the money, let me get the money, let me get the money, not realizing that that is not real power. Real power lies within how you treat each other as human beings. Irrespective of social status, financial status, physical features, irregardless, irrespective of. It's the love you have for humanity. That's where real power lies. But we are so hung up on money, assets. And we equate that to power and we allow people with more money to get away with a whole lot of BS all the time. We protect them because they have their money and we need them. 
Hence the saying, it is easier for a need for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than it is for a rich man to get into heaven. Not saying that rich people cannot get into heaven, but get examine your heart. How are you acquiring your riches? Is it through the mistreatment of a fellow human being? Is it by taking advantage of others? Turning your nose up at them? They're good enough to clean your toilets, but they're not good enough to sit at the table with you. They're good enough to hold the door open for you, but they dare not put their foot inside your house. How are we treating people? That's where power is. But we are hung up on the dollar bill. He who has the money has the power. That's the earthly um, way of life. Well, some positive news. <laughs> Destinations to visit outside the U.S. and Europe this fall. The U.S. and Europe both have some pretty cool areas to visit, but with the current chaos hindering the travel industry, other destinations are becoming more ideal. The travel industry is grappling with airline cancellations, short staffing, and rising travel costs, especially on popular destinations. As a result, travelers have been encouraged to choose places that are not overwhelmed with visitors. Europe is a top travel destination, hands down. Explore has many spectacular European tours, but we also have once-in-a-lifetime trips on all seven continents. Places like Colombia, Botswana, Saudi Arabia, Thailand, and the U.S. fan favorite, Costa Rica, offering authentic small group experiences led by expert local guides. This is according to Michael Edwards, Managing Director of Explore Worldwide, when speaking with Travel Noir. Noir. Huh. Travel Black. That said, the outlet has listed eight world destinations that are alternatives to tourist-packed destinations. Jordan. Yes, Jordan. is known for its picture-perfect dessert or desert. What am I Hold on one second for me, please. Okay, sorry about that. Jordan, it's known for its picture-perfect desert areas and ruins and its aged architecture, which can be explored. Visitors can also visit Jordan's renowned Rose City of Petra and Jordan's rugged beauty and rich heritage. All right, so put that on your to-do list. Botswana also made the list of destinations. It's an excellent location that offers tours of its wilderness and sightseeing of Africa's most remarkable animals. Travelers have many accommodation options too, like a houseboat on the Delta and the opportunity to visit Victoria Falls, a.k.a. the smoke that thunders. That's another one. Want to go to Thailand? Doors are open. They finally opened their doors after closing their borders amid the pandemic. So that's another one. Um, Mexico, which is a hop, skip, and a jump away. Mexico is a top destination among many Americans. There's a lot to discover in the country. The tour takes visitors to the ancient heartland of the Aztecs and the Maya 
and Zapotecs. They can indulge in an authentic food experience at the Foodie Hub in Mexico during the tour. Another country is Japan. Japan has also recently opened back post-pandemic. Guests on the store will have an incredible tour experience that takes them from super modern Tokyo to villages, castles, and temples that remain unchanged from the times of the shogun and samurai. Also making the list is Colombia, Saudi Arabia. They say Saudi Arabia has an unmatched tourism experience. Colombia is a destination that boasts a rich culture that has enormous biodiversity. Colombia is widely well known for its notoriously friendly and welcoming setting. Okay, who else made the list? Costa Rica, which is packed with wildlife. The destination contains 5% of the world's biodiversity and its thick forests are home to brightly colored toucans and slow-moving slots. That's it, folks. So check out one of those. I know Costa Rica is one of my favorite. Um, Saudi Arabia. How long is the flight there from the U.S.? How long is that flight? Anybody here been to Saudi Arabia? Has plans to go? I have plans to go next year, June, but I don't know how long the flight is. Okay. Dubai and Saudi. Put me in your suitcase. <laughs> yeah. Um, Colombia. Colombia, I hear, is very nice. Um, just like anywhere else, you got to be safe. Of course, you know, the media is going to play tricks on you, right? Make you think it's the worst place in the world to go. Um, Japan. Thailand. Um, I'll be walking with my own food. Thank you. Um, <laughs> ain't nobody gonna give me no damn dogs or rats or 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 um lizards or um nothing crazy to eat. Because once it's cooked, I don't know what the heck you're giving me. It's, you know, and frogs do frog legs look like chicken, so. Y'all can keep that. I'll, I'll walk with my food. Thank you. Um, Jordan. The sites haven't changed. They look the same from the 1980s. <laughs> Nothing has changed. Well preserved, I'll say that. And that's it for business and tech news. Um, is it safe to go to Jordan now, though? Where, on, where, where does Jordan fall on the map up there in the north? Hold on. I don't want to sound ignorant. <laughs> oh, I don't want to sound like the people who say, um, you know what? Hold on. Let me go. <laughs> Let me shut up. I think Chief's Android was trying to speak. Oh, <laughs> Chief, not me this time. Not a Egypt and by Israel. And, and yeah, Israel. when them say Egypt is not a part of Africa. <laughs> okay, so where is Jordan? By Israel and I'm Syria and not a Egypt and Saudi. Surround all of those little places. Okay, so 
Jordan Ben would not be a part of Africa then because I'm looking at the map of Africa. It stops at Egypt, Libya. I'm looking on the north coast. Okay, all right. See, I have to make sure. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to sound like no idiot. <laughs> Weren't they all connected at one time? They all are. They are connected. Believe it or not, they are connected. But um, you know, it cuts off at a certain point. Um, kind of like um. Hold on, let me, let me. Okay, so I got another map here. Let me look at this one. I'm gonna want to sound too ignorant. Okay, so. Um. Yeah, the cutoff is definitely Egypt, and then you jump across. Israel is right there on the border, but Israel is not considered Africa by looking on the map, right? Yes. Uh, go ahead, Dre. Go right ahead. Oh, no. I was asking that there's supposed to be like a waterway that cut cut Egypt and, and Jordan, right? I'm, I'm yes, there... The Red Sea goes up there, and then I guess it changes its name. So you have Israel, you have Beirut, you got Jerusalem, Damascus. Huh. Where is Jordan? I'm I, I must say blind. Okay, I'm not seeing Jordan here. I'm blind. I'm convinced I'm blind. Okay. Okie dokie. I don't know if I'd want to go now, though. When you think of everything that's going on in the Middle East, I don't know. I don't know. Am I being um, too cautious? <laughs> but anyway, let's get into stories out of the Caribbean. It's time for Caribbean Corner. So first up, Antigua and Barbuda Chamber distances itself from Antigua Airways, story courtesy of Caribbean.loopnews.com. The Antigua and Barbuda Chamber of Commerce, ABCCI, has distanced itself from any association with the recently established Antigua Airways. In a statement, Executive Director Martin Cave said the, said the ABCCI nor its representatives have had conversations or agreements with Antigua Airways or its Nigerian financiers regarding an endorsement of its operation, and they are therefore confused about a flyer, which leads persons to believe that it is associated with the venture. At no time or by any means has any known or unknown member or representative of Antigua Airways been in contact with this office or, to the best of my knowledge, any of our offices or directors, he said. We have no knowledge of Antigua Airways or any of their representatives, known or otherwise. Okay, so I'm not understanding what's going on. What's going on, Javette? What's really going on over there? I have no clue. Yeah. So Antigua Airways is a joint private public partnership 
between online travel agency Wakanao Aerial Status and publishing firm Marvelous Mike Press Limited. The airline is set to launch its inaugural service between Antigua and Lagos, Nigeria on October 31. The holiday package to Antigua will see passengers return to Lagos on November 6. Hmm. Antigua Airways will offer three weekly connections from St. John's to Lagos and Accra in Ghana and Toronto, Canada. Yeah, I need more information. That that some a lot is missing. I'm sorry. I I I need to know why they they've distanced themselves. Is it because um, Wakanao Aerostatus is that an African firm? Hmm. I don't know. Figure it out, Antigua Airways and Antigua. Figure it out. And of course, as I just mentioned, it's soon going to be easier to fly between Antigua and Barbuda and Nigeria as Antigua Airways has confirmed the date for its inaugural service. In a post to social media yesterday, Antigua Airways said, first flight departing Lagos on the 31st of October confirmed holiday package in Antigua with return on the 6th of November. So anybody wanting to take the trip, you're welcome to do so. You no longer have to go to London. That actually sounds really good. I think it's great. If you ask me, I think it's awesome. Peace, peace to the room. Peace, 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 peace. What's up, Teflon? I'm so happy here. I know it might be slight off topic here, but um, you know they've opened, they've opened up the borders now in Antigua, so I can now travel. Yes. They close they it because of the COVID restrictions. Um, so, um, yeah, it's all open now. So I'm really happy about that. I know you are. <laughs> I know you are. I know you are. And you have every reason to be, right? Um, it's about, what did Lizzo say? It's about damn time. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, they had um, strict um, border rules, like, like, uh, I think America still has it. You have to be vaccinated before you can enter. Um, but Antigua, Antigua had it 100% locked as well. But, um, yeah, they opened it. I think they opened it last month, but I, I didn't, I didn't um, check the updates. I only found out yesterday. That's so? Because I, I want to go home, and I couldn't go home, so, yeah. yeah. What, do you, what do you do for fun when you go, when you go home, um, Teflon? I just stay on the resort because um, I, I normally do the all-inclusive resort. I don't go to the families. I normally just link up with the families every now and then. But I normally stay at... Um, You're in the Matrix. Uh, the, the, the resort. We lost you there for a second, Teflon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm saying um, I normally stay at the resort. Okay. All right. Thank you. Yes, Javet. The story that you were reading came from what news? Caribbean.loopnews.com. Okay. So yeah. I'm reading an article. 
Yeah. And it says the Antigua and Barbuda government is defending the decision to allow for Antigua Airways to operate flights, right? Uh-huh. From West Africa directly to the Caribbean islands, saying the investors mm-hmm. will be engaged in a wet lease. A wet lease means all that is required is to have the financial resources to lease not only the plane, but all of the supporting personnel. Okay. Then it says, you know, Gaston Brown says, it is a wet lease and it will start as a charter service. Okay. So that may be why your article saying it's uh, they're distancing themselves? Because of a chart? Still, something still is off for me. Unless I'm slow right now. I'm probably slow right now. Only people can use it that can afford it. So it's not like... Um, it's not open? It's not open. But I'll send you the article. Because yeah. they, they discuss how Leah started. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, so yeah, I'll send you the article. Okay, thank you, Javette. Thank you. But if it's a charter, if it's open as a charter, that means you may have to go through a travel agent who will be the representative, so to speak. And I'm just thinking out of the clouds right now, okay? So the travel agent would be the lead person responsible for putting a group together. And presenting the group as a charter group. Okay, all right. I think I got it. I think I got it. Sorry, I missed the beginning of this article. Are you saying that we've now got an airline? So Antigua Airways will be flying between Antigua and Barbuda and Nigeria. Yeah, starting um, October 31st. Um, the flight will be leaving Lagos on October 31st and will return November 6th. Okay, let me go to the other story. Hold on, let me pull back the other story real quick. The first story um, was that the Antigua and Barbuda chamber distances itself from Antigua Airways, but I'm a little confused as to why they would do that, right? And the article is not giving me much information as to that, what I do know, it says, is that um, Antigua Airways is a joint uh, private-public partnership between online travel agency Wakanao Aerostatus and publishing firm Marvelous Mike Press Limited. With the with the airline making its inaugural flight from Nigeria, is it a Nigerian-owned? Airline that just has the name and Antigua Airways, Javette? Hmm. That's why it's suspicious. So I'm just wondering, like, what's the what, why they flying from? I, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't think there would be passengers flying from there unless they're doing like a connecting. Maybe they're doing collecting flights in between until they get. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, we're gonna. Yeah. Yeah, it is, it is confusing, but we're going to do more research. And I know Javette was looking at an article. We're going to put the pieces of, pieces of the puzzle together and figure it out. Um, you don't have to go to England to go to Nigeria. Like, you know, they always want you to do. You got to go to 
Europe and then head down to Africa. Ain't gotta you can go straight from the Caribbean to um Ghana or to Nigeria. But I'm not understanding the what's really going on here. We'll figure it out. All right. Thank you, Javed. I know I just saw the yeah, pop up. Yeah, because I don't think there's passengers that will do that sort of journey from Antigua. It's, it's very strange to me. I don't think there's such a thing. So, um, yeah, I'm just trying to figure out what, what's going on. Probably you have a lot of Nigerians who want to come to the Caribbean or a lot of Ghanaians that want to come to the Caribbean. And yeah, this... but, yeah, but they wouldn't because I've, I've been there so many times. I haven't seen a lot of them in, in Antigua. There's a lot of like, Jamaicans in Antigua. There might be a few Ghanaians, but I don't see a lot of like, Nigerians there. Um, and even if you look at the, the airport, you don't see, like, on a flight, you don't see... I see, see people on the flights, and I know the sort of people that come to Antigua. So for them to dedicate a flight from Lagos going to Antigua, uh, it's very strange. All right, let, we're going to do some more research, and we're going to, you know, we're going to learn more about this, right? Yeah, we're going to learn more about this, definitely. So, Guyana asks Facebook and Twitter to remove maps that violate its borders. So, Guyana's foreign secretary has written to the chief executive officers of Facebook and Twitter about pro-Venezuela propaganda pages using maps on the social media platforms which show a large section of the country as Venezuelan territory. The Department of Public Information reported that Secretary Robert Prasad said that the profiles are using the platforms to spread misinformation about the validity of the 1899 Arbitral Award, which settled the land boundary between the then British colony of Guyana and Venezuela. Persaud wrote, I wish to point out that Facebook and Twitter posts and the subsequent comments surrounding the particular posts have the potential to permanently damage relations between states, incite violence against the territory and people of Guyana, and derail the current adjudication of the matter before the International Court of Justice. The Foreign Secretary noted that the land boundary between Guyana and Venezuela was settled by a legal process of international arbitration on October 3, 1899, which is pursuant to an 1897 Treaty of Washington by which both parties agreed to respect the results of the arbitration as a full, perfect, and final settlement of the boundary. So when I came across this article, it reignited a question that I've always had. Have you ever looked at a map and wondered who came up with the borders? How do we know that these borders are correct? Am I the only one who has thought like that? No, you know, I, I question myself all the time. <laughs> yeah. So I will look at, for example, a map of Jamaica, right? And I'm like, okay. How are they so sure that's where it ends and where it starts, right? I'm always questioning that. I look at a map of the U.S. and I do the same thing. And I look at the map of any um, continent, right? And I'm like, how do they know, really? How do they really know? <laughs> Who says that's what it is? I don't think, I don't think anyone knows. People just, I think whoever... 
um, done it. Yeah, they they just make things up like just like a lot of things. A lot of things is made up, and then people just run with it. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Something that has always been a question of mine, but I just never asked. You know, how do we know that? For example, you look on the the um map of South America, and Chile runs. You know starts at peru and runs all the way down to the bottom how do i know that chile is just that little sliver how do i know it's not bigger how do i know that argentina is actually as big as it is Moments. yeah oh my god you can hear me no you need to leave the Bluetooth alone and just talk into your phone. We keep telling you, but you don't want to listen to us. I did. I did. I did. You're ignoring me. No, I'm not. <laughs> Javette, get chief. <laughs> I see your PTR, and I'm not going to talk to you for the rest of the show. <laughs> There's more people on the stage so they can confirm that we're not playing with them. Okay. Please, am I speaking? <laughs> I'm like, Chief, you need to use your chest, not your whisper. <laughs> I, you thought that Javed and I were being bad. Okay, thank you, Nastra. I'm Nastra. <laughs> Leave the Bluetooth alone. It's not working for you today. You probably need... Did, did you drop your Bluetooth in water? No, I'm being very serious now. Did you drop your Bluetooth in water? No, they want him to upgrade to an iPhone. <laughs> so, Javette said by the people who stole the land. Okay. Um... I hope I'm pronouncing your first name right. Is it Jili, Jili? Like, why Croatia did not allow Bosnia access to the Adriatic Sea? Hmm. That's a good question. Now we have to do some research, right? Real, yeah. But I just want to know, who came up with the borders? How do I know that Florida actually ends where it ends? before meeting up with um, Georgia and Alabama. How do I know for a fact that the map is right? You've been telling me this all along, but I don't really know. Have you, uh, and here's another one. Have you ever looked at some maps and noticed some differences with shapes of the countries? Slight shapes, not huge, but you see, you know, slight differences. In some maps, or on some maps, I should say, Africa looks smaller and some it looks bigger. I don't know what to believe. Um, well, that could be human error. It could be like whoever's, whoever's printing it or designing that particular book. Hmm. Yeah. So, for example, I'm looking at one map, right? And Greenland is small, but I'm looking at another map, and Greenland actually extends the full length of 
all the way down to where, almost to where Canada meets the U.S. Which one is right? Which one is right? So what we have is just a general idea, right? Okay. So Guyana, though, is asking Facebook and Twitter to stop which is important because you can create problems. Recognize what is written in law and honor that. Don't push, promote something else. All right, don't do that. So we head up to Turks and Caicos. Seven arrested as TCI police launch Operation Anaconda. You know, when I'm, you know, I'm thinking... The song Anaconda. Okay, let me get back in. Um, let me behave myself. So, seven people have been arrested for crime-related matters following a police exercise in Turks and Caicos. The exercise was carried out in Dockyard around 3.30 p.m. on Tuesday. Operation Anaconda, as the exercise is called, targeted several premises, which were the prime areas linked to serious crime. In a release, the Royal Turks and Caicos Islands Police Force said the coordinated operation saw items related to potential gang-related violence, including ammunition seized. A total of 58 officers consisting of joint teams from tactical armed and investigation units, supported by police dogs and forensic teams, formed part of the multi-pronged operation in which in areas where gang killings and violence have erupted. As a result, seven persons were arrested for crime-related matters, and they remain in custody as suspects in active police investigations. Property inclusive of ammunition and masks believed to be used in the perpetration of criminal acts were seized. Stolen property was also recovered, he said, noting that further operations are planned, and this is all according to Commissioner of Police Trevor Botting. History-making UK mayor, proud of Jamaican roots. Jamaican-born Sandra Samuels, the first black person to become mayor of Wolverhampton in the United Kingdom, is proudly carrying the flag of her native country. Having served in the medical field as a nurse for 40 years, Councillor Samuels saw firsthand the gap in political representation for minorities and entered the political arena in 1998. She was elected a councillor in 2004. The mayor was born on Orange Street in Montego Bay, St. James and emigrated to England at the age of 10. In a recent interview with JIS News, she shared that while she fully appreciates all that she has accomplished in British society, I see myself firstly as a Jamaican. The mayor said that at every opportunity, she arranges with officials at the Jamaican High Commission in London to celebrate Jamaica, especially on Independence Day, August 6. She said, I have Jamaican parents, I eat Jamaican food. She noted, adding that at the African Caribbean Center, the hub, a civic center located in the city, its establishment, which she spearheaded, the biggest Jamaican flag is inside there. So let me clap it up for her. That is Mayor Sandra Samos. Familiar with her, Teflon? Is Teflon there? Are you familiar with her? No, not really, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look out for it. Okay, yeah. Look out for her. Let's celebrate. Let me ask a question. I'm going off a little on tangent. Off, 
yeah so i've noticed there are some people who migrate at an a young age say 10 12 13 14 15 right and they still have their accents for example they still have their jamaican accent never lose it but then i have seen people who have migrated at 18 19 20 21 and they have no jamaican accent whatsoever what is the reason behind that i think it's i think it depends on um the circle of people they hang out with so if you if you if you, if you stay strictly within um, that community like for example if you stay within the jamaican community then you're always going to have that 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 accent will always stay but if you mix if you mix like with like a mixture or if you mix with, with like a lot of english people i think and if you have like a lot of like english friends i think automatically it will just come i think that's what it is it all depends on your association and i think some people learn it as well i think some people are very good at learning accents as well like okay. some people are very keen to adopt um, cultures and um, accents and this way of life. So I think that's probably what it is. Because I, I know someone that came over, um, he, he was missing, like, he, he had this job where he was with a lot of um, English people and then he was just so eager to, um, to see, like, speak like them. So I think the more you try, I think it is come to my Yeah, But if you, if you hang out in the barbershops and in the food shops and playing dominoes and going to the yard, the yard raising weekend. Then it's, it's going to be like you're almost still in Jamaica, so that accent will always stay there. Okay, so it's the environment where you are. It's, it's, it's your that's your reasoning. Okay, because I always wonder. All right, so you're older. You leave Jamaica. You you're in the U.S. You take on the accent. Let's say in the you know for job purposes right so that people can understand you because i get it some americans say i don't understand what you're saying i'm speaking english and i'm speaking clearly i'm not sure why you can't understand what i'm saying but so you find that you pick up the accent but when you get back around your people don't you go back to your accent i've noticed that older people it's as though they were never jamaican period and i'm like you left when you're in your 20s what to you But yet someone who is 10 can still speak. I don't know. And yet, they think of a 10-year-old. You're in school all day, five days a week. I would think that the 10-year-old would be more inclined to switch and have an American accent versus someone who migrated at 18 or above. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just trying to figure it out. Boy, I don't want my... The one they the one the one they have me confused to um <laughs> some of them never left Jamaica yet, you know, but yeah, they have Jama accent. No, you have Jamaicans in a Jamaica we sound like them American. Fucks. You understand? Not even leave the country. Never left them. one day. But yet still them have an American accent. Yep. It always baffles me. It's like me and say, yo, why? Um, you know, why is I mean man doesn't say as you mentioned, you know, you you would want to speak clearly. People can understand you, um, you know, because I've been there. I've been there where, you know, going to college and, you know, stand up and, 
you know, doing introduction and fresh off the boat and people are asked, you know, like kind of make funny accent and, you know, ask the, the stereotypical question about are you from Africa and and I mean, at first, you know, it it kind it will kind of get to you, but after a while, it's like to me, like me stay true to my culture, me stay true to to, to essentially what what has been embedded in me. You know, that's what I say. And me feel like if me me make or me try for change, you know, for please you, I mean, then that's not me. I'm not becoming me. I'm becoming somebody else. You understand? So I mean, that is just the mentality with me, kind of. Um, kind of adapt and i mean as a result i mean it not, it not really matter what there for the most part i mean we speak clear english so you know you can understand and of course you got your accent but you know for, for really try for twist it i mean i don't know like <laughs> trying to do it to me is difficult yeah right you know so i don't know i don't know if it's a <laughs> If it's a mental thing for some, and you know, sometimes when you look into it, you know, it you might not see deeper. Sometimes, I mean, me kind of look on things from all perspective, right? You know? And to me, you know, it's almost like you're 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 going through another series of colonization, and it's like you don't even realize it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, you yeah. don't even realize. It. Honestly, you know what I'm yeah. saying? So when you think about it from a deeper perspective, that's that's essentially what it is. You know what I'm saying? But you know, some people just look at it. You know, just say, oh, yeah, you know, you just speak in a different, you know, whatever, and you know, just run with it. But you know, I mean, if you're really true to where you're from, your culture, and you know, you, you absorb that and you try to keep it. You know what I'm saying? As I'm saying, you can. You know, try because I mean, there are people that speaks perfect English, and I mean, it everybody can understand. So, so I don't get you just kind of dashing away your your, your your accent or your, 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 your own um heritage just right. to adapt somebody else. That doesn't make sense to me. So yes. So the correct term Prezi is assimilation. I don't know why I went black, but it's assimilation. So it would be like cultural assimilation, right? Um where you start to become or you start to favor, you take on another society's um, values and behaviors and beliefs and blah, 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 blah. But um, I know I have been asked, now, be honest with me, I don't think I have an American accent. I don't think I do. I don't believe I do. And I've never been told I do. I don't want it. Um. What I have been asked many times is, where are you from? I hear an accent. Yeah. And I'll say, Jamaica. And they're like, Jamaica? And I'm like, yes. Because in my mind, I sound like a Jamaican when I speak English, perfect English, no patois, right? I, in my mind, I think I sound like Jamaican. But I have been asked many times, especially on the phone in working in corporate America, this is how I speak. And they'll ask me, where are you from? And I'll say, Jamaica, you don't sound Jamaican. Okay, what I sound like? That's what I want to ask them. So what I sound like? But of course. So I'm trying to figure it out. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I think um, <coughs> you, do, you do have like a slight um, American accent, um, but you just don't really, it's not, it's not very strong, but it kind of comes, it comes and goes. So I think you're subconsciously, you're subconsciously doing it without realizing. So the people, um, on the outside, listening will, will easily pick it up, but you you won't notice. Mm. <laughs> but, uh, but but over here in the UK, it's different. I think 
I think people find the American accent, I think the Jamaicans find the American accent more cool. That's why a lot of them want to like, quickly adopt it even before they leave the country. But over here, it's such a cool thing to be Jamaican in, in the UK and even even the English white people always try to mimic the accent and everyone wants to have, like, adopt the culture. So I think because of that, um, the actual like the Jamaicans are actually clinging on to the accent and the values, the food. Um, you don't get you don't get people getting teased at school. Maybe maybe back in the eighties or in the seventies, but like right now, like it's so cool. Like even the young English um, kids, like when they hear the Jamaicans speak, it's like a cool thing, and everyone's like trying to learn and trying to pretend everyone's like wild one you know I mean? so, yeah i think it's it's slightly different over here people cling on to it and there's only there's only a few people probably like 10 percent that will try to put it on especially when they go home like this will want to put it on so they can they can let, like show people that they've, they've actually traveled they've, they've been to foreign you know what i mean like, overall overall like people are very proud of you know, people embrace accent. The only ones that don't are probably the Africans, like people from uh, like, like Nigerians. Like they, they're the ones that get teased a lot. They get teased a lot like, when they start speaking. So those are the ones that tend to um, like try really hard to hide the accent, but because the accent is so distinctive. Um, it's very hard. It's very hard for them to hide it, and they always get caught out. But the Jamaicans are always proud, and they they're like, "Yeah, man, Jamaican," and you know, I mean, they're just proper bold with it. But even in front of white people, like in a workspace, they're just really proud of it. So I think it's slightly different to um, you guys over there in, in America. Mm. So now I'm gonna have to make a conscious effort to not make sure I'm not sounding American. Uh, thank you, Teflon. <laughs> Especially when you're reading, when you're reading the headlines, it it comes out a lot. Yeah. It okay. Comes out. <laughs> All right. So I have work for God to know. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. But you know, um, Prezi, as I'm. Thinking about assimilation and its definition, it is quite in line with colonization, right? Because we had to abandon our ancestors, right? Had to abandon who they were culturally, their values, their beliefs their behaviors, religious practices, when you think about it, they had to abandon everything. Everything. So cultural assimilation is quite similar. It is, it is. And I mean, when you think about it, um, it's, and then it's not just, it's almost like, as I'm always said, you know, like people, people underestimate, you know, just how the extent that this country, the United States, the extent that they go to, basically make sure <laughs> like they have a stamp in every single country like just look on i mean you know as as bad as things is just look on the us as like uh like one of the mafia country they will make sure say yo everybody know who they are 
right? Mm-hmm. Because it's like their impression has to be made on literally every single continent you can think of across the globe. Because I think I was watching, um, I don't remember what it was, but it, it was like a documentary or a, or, a, or a vlog or something in Africa. And it's the same thing, you understand? Like they're talking like Americans, you understand? Like the slangs, every single thing that they're doing, they do it exactly how Americans do it. You understand? And I mean, again, it's literally, um, I mean, like even when you remember when Jamaican itself, even to this day, it's like you know they, they said they have the saying you know as soon as you know um, America sneeze, Jamaica catch cold. Right. Yep. Yeah. So literally every single thing that America does is like Jamaica just automatically try to adapt it. You understand? And it's like you know people people not sit down and try to meds it and try to say i mean you know why 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 are we doing this you understand why right. is it trying to adapt to another culture why you understand but them just literally just i mean you know i guess you know call it like mules or whatever but them just literally just absorb it without even second guessing it you know and as a result you know it it goes it, it literally trickles down to just your your, your entire you know, lifestyle in a sense. So you don't even realize that you're becoming something different than who you initially um intended to be. So, you know, as me say, I mean, as me say, the US, <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, to me, because sometimes I have to give them their props because, you know, them, them literally kind of just make it in a way where, listen, everybody have to try to adapt to what we put out. Yeah. It's marketing. Yeah. marketing they have done a great job of marketing themselves as the country that everyone should want to be like i tell you something Percy. when when you look at construction in jamaica it has shifted i am old school i like the houses with the verandas where people can sit down and enjoy like a cool breeze and your top look at how the houses are being designed now in jamaica them not have no veranda. Mm-hmm. Just do It's just exactly. The, yeah. yeah. Verandas are a thing of the past. So it means then, are we moving away from families gathering, families coming together, which has always been a part of our culture? Sundays, families come together for Sunday dinner. And that's when everybody meet up and you connect with your cousins and your aunts and your uncles, and then everybody goes their separate ways. Does that happen anymore? Hardly ever. <laughs> hardly ever. Um, hardly ever. I mean, you know, there are things that, you know, there are certain things that, you know, we grew up on are for the most part that are essentially just a thing of the past. Um, and it's just as a result of, you know, just over time, you know, people again. You know, it's like people are just adapting to something entirely different than what the the custom was. You know, what you you've been accustomed to as tradition. You know, over the years. You know, people yeah. find different. You know, different avenues, and you know, and people not people not realize that you know, like them thing. These are what essentially makes your culture. Our mix of culture, the culture makes the tradition, the tradition makes it what it is. You understand? Yeah. Um, you know, it's not necessarily just the food and the music, but you know, it's what's embedded. I always tell people, you know, to be a Jamaican. Like, I, I mean, and, and, I, and I don't mean no offense anybody that claim Jamaican heritage, but I always say, listen, 
when I when I when I when I when I was going to college, and you know, you'd you'd meet a Jamaican and they say, hey, you know, I'm from Jamaica, and and I say, you know, where you know, like where in Jamaica you from, and they say, you know, well, you know, my grandparents or whatever, and I'm nothing against about that. All for me, I always said Jamaican is not just being Jamaican. The name is a lifestyle. You understand? It's 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 a way of it's the way it's like the culture in itself is like you have to live it to know it. Mm-hmm. You understand? That that is how that is how me me interpret being Jamaican. You have to live the culture. You have to be in it to know exactly what being Jamaican really is. I'm gonna give you a little pushback, Prezi. I'm gonna sure. give you a little bit of pushback. Sure, sure. You can have Jamaican parents. You're born here in the U.S. You have Jamaican parents, and you still embrace the culture through the food and the music with the, you, you, you don't necessarily live there right mm-hmm. and here is what i want us jamaicans to do is to embrace the first sec, you know the first second and third generation <laughs> jamaicans who are born overseas because i tell you something you see them latinos them are Cuban till them never got cuba yet but them are cuban till the day of them dead they've never been you ask even for example my 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 sons they go to a predominantly a school which is filled with predominantly latinos right mm. when their friends come over okay so where are you from colombia you venezuela you dominican republic you puerto rico you argentina none of them says they're from the u.s although they're all born here mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. identify with the country that their parents or grandparents are from mm-hmm. But I've noticed, and they will refer to themselves as a Colombian American or you know Latino, but them not call themselves American. And I'm like, so why is it that us as Jamaicans, when we, another Jamaican person says, "Oh, my grandmother or my mother is from Jamaica, but I was born here," we say, "You're not Jamaican." Why do we do that? Isn't that a kind of pushing them away from the roots instead of? welcoming them so that they can embrace it more what are your thoughts i mean i do agree you know and again you know that's why i started by saying you know no um by by kind of adding a disclaimer to say you know i don't when when somebody claims they're jamaican you know i don't have any i don't have any i don't have any um thoughts about saying well you know you're not truly jamaican or you can't necessarily adapt are you not are, are you not a part of um the culture so to speak right but where i'm coming from right um it's just where say for example you know just just the way the, the way of life um from 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 my from from just my experience um in being in living in jamaica and growing in jamaica right it's like it's something that you, you literally have to live in the culture being embedded in the culture presently in the culture to know exactly you know just the way of life in jamaica in itself because yes there i mean there's a vast difference when you say that all right you know you're from jamaica right mm-hmm. versus saying you have jamaican heritage right because mm-hmm. you know it's like i look at it and said it's like it's just as small as smallest small things like you know just, 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 just knowing to boy, you know, you have to get up a morning time and, you know, you have to get ready for go to school, make sure you say you catch the bus and what have you, right? And from half a tree to Papi into Augustown, wherever, you understand what I'm saying? Like, like, like just, just the day to day living, the taxi, everything is like, that is a part of 
what I consider to say, boy, you know, you have to live it for know it. You understand? You have to know the day-to-day ins and outs of basically living in Jamaica, Gar River, do this, do that. I mean, it's literally that is what, you know, in my mind, what literally considered is like the way of life as I started out by saying. That is what um um that is what cons- what what I consider that's embedded within you because that's how you grow. That's the life that you basically live. That's a culture that you basically adapt over the years, and that that is who you have become. You you you, you follow what I'm saying. So even say for example, you know somebody that's second or third generation, they will not have that experience. You follow uh-huh. what I'm saying? Let me let me let me, let me hold say. On, I'm gonna, hold, on. hold on one second, Asha. Hold on one second, then Asha. Hold on. So I'm gonna say something to you, uh, Prezi. What if I'm a Jamaican, mm-hmm. grew up in Jamaica, never went to a river until I was in my twenties? What if I was a Jamaican who grew up in Jamaica, never had to take a bus? What if I was a Jamaican who grew up in Jamaica that never had to? walk a couple miles to school does that make that jamaican who grew up in jamaica less jamaican no it doesn't but but at the same time they still have i mean i just use that as an example okay but everybody else have has different experiences you, okay. you, you follow what i'm saying what? they have right. completely different experiences but what i'm saying is like you know it may not my experience growing in the country may not be the same experience if you growing you know, our Cherry Gardens, our, our Beverly Hills, you understand what I said? But it's still a different experience that experience, somebody, okay. that, that second or third generation does not, or, or will not have. You understand? Right. It's not living in the country itself, experiencing that. You understand? Okay. So, so yeah, right. the country have that experience, country people have a different experience, town people have freedom experience, the garrison have freedom experience, so everybody has their experience in, in within Jamaica in itself. But, Basically, you being in the U.S., having heritage, you're not having that experience. Okay, so Nastra, you you go ahead, Nastra, but right before you go. So the reason I asked you that is because I've seen on TikTok where there seems to be a battle of Jamaicans, right? Who is more Jamaican and who are real Jamaican and who has this Jamaican? And I'm like, oh my gosh, I thought Jamaica was just Jamaica. But anyway, go ahead, Nastra. I'm going to disagree because... You're saying it is based off of what people experience in their area. Because what if you grew up in like Brooklyn or even certain areas in Jersey, like where it's predominantly Jamaican and they're bringing their culture here. So it's like even how our parents raise us, if they just came from the island, that's not going to change and they were not going to assimilate to American culture. So it's very different. So although we may not have the you know, the day-to-day struggles in Jamaica. It's like, we can't keep relating based off our struggles. We're going to relate by culture. Because if you think that we now wake up early in the morning, on Sunday morning for clean up and do certain <laughs> things, that is not how it goes. If you think our clothes don't have to press and starch in the morning because we are here in this country, it's not going to go. So, although, like, it is, it, as you said, it depends on whether you grew up in country or you grew up in town. That same mannerism is not going to change whether you are first generation born, second or third. It all depends on the parents and where they're raised on. So, if you have a parent that was even born in Jamaica and they came up here when they were kids, do they not count? 
So it's like, that's why when we hear this argument, because at the end of the day, no one cannot tell me where I'm from. Because even if you hear how I talk, you will not know because there are certain things I was taught and reared on. So, Mm -hmm. and I feel like that's what is important. And it's like, we don't talk about those things. It just, if people just look at you and judge you and say, oh, you can't do this or you can't be that. But you don't understand. Maybe, you know what? I was born in this country, but my parents sent me back when I was a kid. So if I'm always back and forth and I only know Jamaica or if I'm only in areas where it's predominantly Jamaican, where am I going to learn another culture? Right. So hold on. Um, Javette said something here. Um, my mother and father are Antiguan. I learned my culture from everyday life when I came to the U.S. I had Antiguan culture with a U.S. experience of school and life, but I grew up um, not born, grew up in Brooklyn around my Caribbean culture. We need to stop this level of ethnicity because you are what your parents are according to this country. I mean, it would be fair to say, all right, even when I have kids, my kids may not be Jamaican, depending on who I have kids with. That is fair. Versus saying, if you're first generation born, is you're going to get the same experience. It's like, we just made, and especially even if we're going there when we're kids, like we understand when you have to catch certain taxis or they have to, we may not get like the the same nuances of being living there which is right. different it's like if you say all right i'm a jamaican because i've lived there fine if, but you can't say there you're not jamaican because you weren't born there because there are people that were born there and never experienced living in the country whatsoever and i can it's the same way i qualify for citizenship and everything is the same thing mm. but then it's right. like, i'm I mean, not allowed to sorry. say that because i'm first generation born but if a jamaican <laughs> were to say it then i get validated which is not fair not fair, right? I, I totally get it. Go ahead, Prezi. So 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 all right. I don't want I don't want you to <laughs> point. I don't want you to miss my point, right? I'm not discrediting anybody that's second or third generation to say that they're not Jamaican, right? All I'm saying is that as you mentioned, um Nasra, right? You said that, you know, based on what your parents, you know, um decided that they would, you know, their um the upbringing, right? The morals and the values and you know and 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 you know the different the different the different things that 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 they bring that they brought from jamaica they essentially instill it in you and and that's understandable right and of course you know in brooklyn i understand you know in new york you have that heritage there you have that culture there I understand that right and, and and i mean you have that culture um you know in atlanta you have that culture in miami Right, so the culture, the culture, the, the Jamaican culture is is very widespread, no doubt about that. But my 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 as my original statement or my original point was that you know in terms of as I said, just that 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 level of I would say like experience, right, day to day experience, right. It's 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 literally where. You know that's that that's that's a part of just the the, the entire embodiment of you know um, the jump being you know I, I mean I don't I don't want to make it sound that way where you say okay that's the only thing in terms of that that would classify you <laughs> Jamaican, but I'm saying that experiences that you have living in the country living in Jamaica is like there's for a second and third generation will not have that entire they may have a piece of it or they may have some of it when they visit like you know during christmas or during holiday 
or or so on. But if 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 if, if say for example, if they're if they're not living, in my opinion, is say for example, if they're not necessarily, you know, growing in that culture, growing through it, right? You know, whether you're ta- you're talking about from you know kindergarten so or primary school. If you didn't get to live the experience on the island, that's kind of what you classify up based on. Right, the experience. That's how it sounds. Yeah, the experience, and and that's kind of where the issue comes in. Right, because it's like that lived experience. If a whole group of people, like for example, if you take a whole group of people that lived in Kingston and their family decide to go move, go a country, like it's gonna be the same argument where you can't get from country if you only live a town. Right, which is so that's where we get into lived experiences, which is different than cultural identity. Hold on, Percy. I have to wrap up on air, right? But hold, hold fast because this is a very interesting conversation. So don't you dare go anywhere. Let me go ahead. Hopefully the music plays for me now. I'm, I'm here doing um, troubleshooting and all of that on this end. Hopefully it works for me. And it's still low. Let's make love one day at a time. Thank you to everyone that tuned in, listened online earlier on FutureFM.net, FutureFM 98.9 in the Bronx, Mount Vernon, and Westchester. A big thank you to all my listeners who logged on to QMZRadio.com, the quality music zone, for quality music while you work or play www.qmzradio.com for quality music to get you through your day. And thank you to everyone listening online, jano.radio.com. Don't forget to download that Jano Radio app. J-A-H-K-N-O, available in your Apple and Google Play stores. And a big thank you to everyone here with me on Clubhouse. Of course, this is where the conversation happens. You were listening to Coffee and Toe World News on the go. I am Moments with me. We do this every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern. This is where I read the news and we share our views. You can follow me on Twitter at Me Media Moments, on Instagram, Moments underscore with underscore me underscore media. And also on TikTok, Moments with Me Media. The me and everything is MI. It was Retro Thursday. Hashtag TBT. Throwback Thursday right here on Coffee and Toe, where we play music from the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s. Clubhouse, I'll be right back with you. Whatever you do, wherever you go, I do ask you this one favor that you please be safe out there. See you tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. Eastern. This is Moments with me signing out. All right. Thank you so much for your.